Welcome back, friends. It's Jillian and Lorraine, and a very special guest today, our friend, mentor, teacher, Jen Geller. Hi, yeah. everybody. I'm so happy to be here. Yay. We're so happy that you're here too, Jen. I think before we started recording, we were talking about all the things, and I know personally that I don't always know how we got so lucky to have you as part of the LPY community. And I think the first time you and I actually met, you may have been doing the door or yeah. you were in class, um, but it's become this thing where I feel like I know you really well. I know your family really well. And just to give our listeners some background, Jen was a, a physical therapist, um, a mom of three girls, um, a wife to a pediatrician who is big in our community, um, not necessarily our yoga community, but the place that we live. And, you know, there's so many connections to your family and to LPY, um, to kids. He's probably seen babies who, you know, now are off to college. Um, and so it just felt really organic, like we knew you, and then you found your way into our teacher training program, and now you are one of the people on our schedule who shows up the most consistently, and you're on our teacher training staff, and I feel like I lean on you a lot to make sure that the people who graduate from our teacher training program are smart, wise, they know about the body in ways that feel really personal to their own practice, and they're able to convey it as they create classes for other people. So, how did you find your way to us, Jen? <laughs> well, I feel like I'm the lucky one because I was kind of dabbling. I've always dabbled in yoga. And then when LPY opened up, I was kind of late to come there. But then I kept dabbling. And then all this kind of money was going away. My da oldest daughter went to college. My other daughter wanted to ride horses again or something like that. And anyway, I thought, oh, you know what? Maybe I'll get a desk shift. And because... Hannah was the first one who had a desk shift at LPY. Yes. She used the one first. And then, and then she went to college. She said, mom, you should really just email them and say, you want my desk shift. So I finally did. And then I worked the desk your Tuesday morning shift from 830 to 130. And then I got to take your class every week. And I thought, oh, this is lovely. I'm so lucky. And I got to meet all these people and talk to them. Whereas, you know, otherwise I wasn't talking to all those people. So I did a lot more yoga and I kind of got into the community more that way. And then our family decided to become a foster family. And so Maddie came into our lives when she was two. And I decided that when she came, it was very, very quick. Dave and I had to get, we had to take a big long course um, through the state. And then we just were waiting and waiting and waiting. And we thought we didn't know what, who we would get or how many or how, whatever. And then Maddie showed up on our doorstep literally in 45 minutes. We got the call from the social worker. We said, okay sure. <laughs> and then she came. And so that's when I decided that I wasn't going to be a physical therapist anymore because I wanted to be with this little girl. And they were all aware of that at my office, whatever. But so then I stopped doing physical therapy. And then I was home with Maddie for a long time, but I was still working the desk. And so that was all great. And we were all navigating through that as a family. And um, then I don't know if we'd adopt Maddie anyway it was a very we she was with us for over a year. And we had the opportunity um, it's another, it's a long story with Maddie, but we were given the opportunity to adopt her because mm -hmm. um, anyway, so we said yes. And so we adopted her just like a year and a half later. And then, so then I was still home with Maddie and Hannah was in college and Jocelyn was, I can't remember. 
anyway, I thought I would really like to be do teacher training one day because I feel like, I don't know if I'm going to go back to physical therapy right now, but I feel like it's a nice way that I might be able to connect with people and help them in another way. And it was, I think it was, oh, and then I went to my family and I said, hey, wouldn't that be cool if I did that one day? And they all said, well, do it now, do it now. And I said, well, maybe I'll wait until, you know, Maddie's older or so and whatever. And they said, just mom, when is it going to get easier? Just do it now. So I emailed you, Lorraine, about a week and a half before. I'll never forget the email. I think I saved it. Like, but there might be room for me. (laughs) And you wrote back in capital letters, Jen, yes. So then I started. Yeah. So I went in that teacher training class and then my whole world, you know, just continued to shift in all beautiful, beautiful ways. I did not know that that Maddie was after the desk shift. I think she was. Yeah. Like, that's so crazy. You've been doing it for so long now. Or maybe I'm getting like the dates mixed up, but like I stopped doing physical therapy when she came and I never went back. And then the desk shift. Yeah. And my time spent at LPY and doing more yoga and just becoming more part of that community. That's what steered me down that avenue to teacher training. Yeah, it's funny. It's just it feels like Maddie has just always been there. I, I wouldn't know. Yeah, I right. Know, right. And I, I guess yeah. to us, it has been. I mean, she's been there since she was two. But do you want to talk a little bit? I want you to talk before we get onto the teacher training um, kind of track to talk a little bit about Maddie's mission too. Oh, sure, sure. So as Dave and I were going through this, um, it was called MAP training for the Massachusetts State, when we had to go through our training to be able to become a foster parent or an adoptive parent, um, we just met these most amazing people, all these social workers that were training us, these people from the um, Robert F. Kennedy Children's Action Corps that were running this whole thing, and they were just working tirelessly to find placements for these kids to find temporary placements for these kids and we had just never seen that side of anything we had no idea that this was even occurring that all these people and all these families needed help and so once we adopted Maddie we said maybe we can give back you know let's figure out let's educate people about what's going on let's just let people know that this is out there and maybe there's other ways that people can help and so we decided to start a nonprofit organization and we called it Maddie's Mission And we've done it three years now. We have one big event every year. And um, every year it's just been growing and just really becoming more and more like so personal and the same same people come and more people come and they're just, it's this amazing sense of community that these people wanna come out and support our mission. And it's just a lovely, lovely evening. And we always have some kind of entertainment and we have a silent auction and just, it's just a chance for people to come and just be together. And it's really, really lovely. And we raise a bunch of money and we give it all away to um, either the Robert F. Kennedy, either the Children's Action Corps. And we also found another charity called the Wonder Fund. And they do like smaller things, which might fit into other people's like mindset a little better. They um, supply all foster kids with backpacks or any kind of school outing. They provide money for that. So we divvied up our money to these, both of these organizations. Um, So yeah. And people from those organizations come to the event so they can talk to all the people that are there and they can um, educate them of what they do. And there's like, you know, try to get people involved at whatever level, you know, if you want to come read a book, that's great. If you, you know, we know that, I mean, there have been some people who have decided to become foster parents um, 
or just, you know, it's just a nice way to give back. So, mm. yeah. Amazing. It's so cool, Jen. There's so many connections. So I, because I know you, I went to the event and I brought my kids to the event and Adam and Maddie. So my now 10 year old is the same age as Maddie, who's now 10. And so it just felt like such a family friendly event, but there were also people from LPY there. And so it felt like I, I met people's families who I know them through yoga and it just grew. And the place where it is, is where we ended up hosting or having outdoor classes. So it just felt like, oh, I know this place because I went to Maddie's mission event. Oh, yeah, that's where it is. And it just felt like it has these really cool spider webs out. And excuse me, when you taught for teacher training, our graduates host a weekend and all the money that they raise goes to a charity that they pick. And we all decided that it should go to Maddie's mission. You're in the graduating class. Your kids and your husband show up for the class that you teach that's raising money for Maddie's mission. And it just felt like all the ways that things could come together, it really did feel like this wild place to be standing. You know, an organization you started, teacher training that your family, you know, carves out time for you to do. And then it all goes back to giving to Maddie's mission too. So, yeah. well, that's why like LPY is just so much more than a job to me. It's so much more than a place where I go to teach. Just like, it's like I, every time I walk in the door, I just feel like this sense of pride and this sense of belonging. And um, yeah, it's just, it's big. It's big for me. Mm. It's one of those uh, beautiful things about owning a small business that I think owning a small business is hard and it gets, you know, you get, I, I joke that I'm like a marketer and a toilet bowl cleaner and a <laughs> yoga teacher and a, <laughs> you, know, it, you have your hands in everything. A complaint but, box. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but there's just something so special and real about small business and it's not it's the people that go to the small business and mm-hmm. how it spider webs out um, and becomes part of people's lives. And I feel like LPY, uh, we are lucky that we've become part of your life uh, and have you now as part of our teacher training and teaching. And we were saying, um, Lorraine was saying before this, how we, I was looking at the books, which that's another, <laughs> another small business owner activity and um, how much you teach and how consistently you teach. It w- surprised me in terms of like, wow, Jen is really just this powerhouse of a teacher for us. And then you started talking about consistency and I want to bring you back to that because I think it's just a beautiful message. Yeah. Well, it was, a, I think it's important. I think, um, when I first started teaching, every class was so important to me. And it's still so important to me. I still, I prepare so much. I have notebooks and notebooks and this and this, and I make sure I don't do that and don't play the same music and await. And that now this is Uber and in Lexington, I'm getting all confused. But I feel like for me, like it was so important then, and it's still so important now that if by chance someone is coming to my class for me, then I want to make sure that I'm there. Um, I don't know. I just feel like it's, it's important to me. And, um, and I think it's the way to build, to build classes, to build community, to build anything good is to show up consistently. 
Yeah, 100% from a business perspective, like that's always my advice to new teachers is just consistently show up and your people will find you. But I think what's really interesting is now you've been doing this for many years, so consistently, more consistently than anybody I know, and you are not at all at least surfacely burned out in any way. So I wonder, and this might put you on the spot, it's hard to really know, but how do you combat the burnout of, of doing the same things just so consistently all the time? I feel like I'm always changing. I'm always learning. I'm always like teacher training is just a great a great example. Like you come together with all these minds, with all these new minds, with all of your minds. And every time I'm there, you tease something out and then I'm like, and then it makes me look at something a little bit different. So I feel like I'm not even close because I just feel like I'm constantly, constantly evolving. And I'll look back on my notes of when I how I taught a year ago. And sometimes I'll say, oh my gosh, I'm so not there anymore. I'm here. But I, sometimes I'll say, oh, but I like how I was thinking about that. So I don't know. I see the fill of so many facets of yoga and sometimes I'll get into a groove and I'll try, you know, to really work on, cause I'm always aware of um, like vinyasa yoga, right? This is what we teach. I'm aware. And it's really important to me that we move, like we place things intentionally. We move, we're moving intentionally. And for me as a physical therapist, it's really important that everyone's movements be safe for them. So that's always ever changing because every time I teach, there's different bodies in the room. So, I mean, that's always exciting to help someone find their way to move and let them have permission to move in that way. So that's always something new. Um, but now, now that I've, and now I feel like my feet are grounded in that and I feel pretty confident in that and my ability to teach in that way. So now it's like, sometimes I'll go down the avenue of like, because I feel like every word out of my mouth is an opportunity. So I don't want to waste those opportunities. So I want to make sure that I'm speaking clearly. So whether it's an idea or a theme, I don't want to say theme, but like if there's something I want to get across or connect with, I want to make sure that I'm speaking in a way that it lands. So like right now, that's kind of where I'm at with my teaching to make sure that my physical practice is landing on everyone in the class. And that every single time someone comes to class, my hope is that they are going to feel better when they leave or that they're at least glad that they came. But I also want to leave room to maybe spark some other ways, like not just physical, like maybe there's something that I said, you know, you love that when someone, you know, leaves the room and they don't look happy, but then they come back next time and they might say, oh, remember when you said that? Like, oh my God, that hit me so hard. Like, and that's, this stuff like that's important so I just feel like there's so many facets of yoga and there's so much to learn and I just feel like I'm still there I'm just still learning and evolving and I don't I don't know I just feel like and I feel like as a community we're always doing that too like we're always like that's a tribute to you guys because I don't think many yoga studios are as progressive as LPY and the teachers at LPY where we can say hey why are we doing this? Why are we moving this way? That doesn't seem like, and then we'll, we'll come together, we'll tease it out, and then we'll figure out a new way to do it and not be afraid to cue it that way. Like, yeah. you know what, you guys, we're not going to forward fold 30 times today. So come along for the ride. You know? yeah. <laughs> and yeah. now, like, now that's just how people move. Like, it's just, 
it's a great place to be because no one's afraid to ask the questions. No one's afraid to try something different. No one's afraid to give someone permission to do something totally different than the rest of the class. I love that, Jen. There are a few things in there that really resonate a lot. And I think when you think about showing up for even just one person and how much one person, whether it's their body or their life or their connections holds, it feels infinitely inspiring. And, and I feel that way in the gratitude adjustment. I love that I get emails and people just say, oh, I'm going to be a little late for the meeting or I'm going to do, I love the personal connection of the knowing and the trusting and the connection. And even if it's one person, I lean in even more like, oh, we get all this time together. Tell me more. Or if it's a class, show me through your movements, how it feels. Let's work together and create something that has never existed before. And I think that's where real inspiration comes from when you get super curious and it feels like there's something happening that is just so creative and it's flow. You get in this flow state where your brain and your body and your words are working so quickly that you feel like you're making these new neural connections in your brain and in your body. And it feels like it just keeps springboarding. And you're right that there is this community of being able to say, hey, this didn't feel right. How come in Warrior 2 this hurts? Can somebody tell me or can I show you? And it's like, oh, yeah, you're not alone. That feels that way for me, too. I've changed my sequence. And there's nothing that's so sacred that we can't change or ask or vary. Um, Jillian and I, once upon a time, were looking at opening another studio, calling it the Yoga Lab. Because it was that that same space, yes, of feeling like, let's take all these things and combine them differently to create something new. And I think that's what we do. And I think you're a big part of that. A lot of times we'll run something by you. Jen, is this safe for somebody who has overstretched hamstrings? Or do you think it's overstretched hamstrings with what they're saying? Because they don't know. Um, So I thank you for being that person where I'm like, oh, this person's suffering. Jen, can you help? And it's always like, yeah, let's see what we can do. Yeah, yeah I think it's yeah. also this amazing, like, I don't, I think it comes so easily to you to lean in and dig in and keep learning, but it's such a powerful, I think, learning for everybody. And sometimes we think about burnout as like, oh, you need to, to take a step away. And that might be the case in some circumstances, but oftentimes we see the most fulfilled teachers are the ones who are in trainings, who are constantly learning, who are leaning in, who do understand that somebody's showing up, not just for themselves, but for the teacher who's there and, and the teacher showing up for them. Um, it's really this beautiful connection. We talked about it a little bit in a previous podcast that like they think they're showing up for themselves to get their own workout, but I feel like they're showing up for me and I, and they feel like that I'm showing up for them. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and Jen, I love that your organization looks at a place where there is potential high burnout as well. Social workers working with foster kids and families and navigating those tricky waters where it could be a really easy place to see that there's not enough. And instead, people like you see that there's an opportunity and there there could be more. And that's what we want to foster is that idea that there's room for more and there's room to give back. 
So it's not from a place of lack. And so we take care of those who could potentially be most vulnerable and really do lean in. So it's incredible work. And I love that you saw the need and you and Dave not only jumped right in with your family and something that you hold so dear and so close, but also for other people potentially navigating those waters too. So it's incredible. I also want to give a shout out to Dave. I think he's the reason we're sitting here podcasting. Um, <laughs> he was our first podcast. Oh my gosh, I love. We that. were guests on that. his podcast. Jen, remind me of the name of Dave's podcast. Do you know? Oh, God. Oh, Jen, you're going to over this one. <laughs> it's something terrible. about Lexington, isn't it? No, it's like, Jill, oh, my gosh. Uh, anyway, Dave, we'll add it to the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Dave. Sorry, Dave. But he does get a little credit for constantly supporting. I feel like he's one of those silent cheerleaders, probably not so silent in your household, but I feel like he's sometimes behind the scenes and watching you and is so proud. I was in the class where Dave came and you were teaching and we were raising money for Maddie's mission and you were about to graduate from teacher training. And it was the first time I met him and he could not have been more proud. I think Hannah was there. Jocelyn might've been there as well. Friends of the family were there too. And it just was so cool to be the person who's the teacher of the teacher training as the student in someone who was rising to be the teacher it just felt like this oh I'm just gonna step back and watch how magic happens because that was that was one of those things well it was a big thing for me for sure but Dave is great too because Dave really cares about community as well and that's where he comes from so we're very similar in that aspect. When he first became a doctor, people were saying, oh, where are you going to move? Where are you going to do? And are you going to, are you going to live where you want to practice? And we looked at this person like, well, yeah, of course. And then they were saying like, you you might want to, you might want to, you might want to, you know, make some boundaries. And Dave was like, you kidding me? Like Dave loves nothing better than to go somewhere and see his patients and see his families. Like he's so about that. Like, he just loves, he loves taking care of kids. He loves taking care of their whole family. He loves to know what they're doing. He loves to, you know, really get to know them. And, you know, he's created his own place at Beverly Pediatrics, which is just, it's just this home. It's this family of people who are all on the same page, all working to take care of these families. Um, so he, so he gets it and we get each other and we, you know, support each other when, when the times are trickier than others. And, it's okay, so. Jen. You don't have to make up for forgetting the podcast <laughs> yeah. name. <laughs> well, and I think we're all cut from that same cloth. Like I see someone with their kids who comes to our class and I want to know about their kids. I want to know yeah. about, you know, what's yeah, happening yeah. and what's going on and how they're feeling. And um, so it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to say like, if anything good became of COVID because I didn't want to say that, but it's interesting how I feel like our LPY community, like, got a little stronger. Like we really leaned into each other when times were, when it felt like we were hitting rock bottom, you know, like I feel like a lot of people leaned in and got what they needed. And it was nice to be there for those, for those folks. Yeah. It went from, for me owning it for nine years, you know, feeling like we had clients to feeling like we had partners in our corner, like friends who were going to step up and in, in all sorts of ways, in like financial ways, in, in emotional support, in, in reaching out and actually telling us good job. And it's been this, that's one thing that has been an amazing experience. I think we put ourselves out there as a team. 
like really put ourselves out there, the things we didn't know how to do or and in and, and really hard financial struggling times. And they mirrored back to us, putting themselves out there and telling us how they felt and, you know, that we were important to them and, and they are so important to us. And that's really true. It's been a beautiful thing to watch throughout the unbeautiful time that well, sometimes happens. <laughs> yeah. And I think what you're describing is real vulnerability. I think same yeah. thing. I decided to put together a few things that felt like, I don't know if this is going to work, but if it helps one person, like you said, Jen, I'm going to put it out there and see who signs up, who needs it. And it was that response that kept growing. So for me, it's things like the meditation challenge, the gratitude adjustment, more teacher trainings, teacher trainings online when we had to pivot and shift. Um, yeah, so I think it's it's an amazing thing to watch and be part of, like you said. So I'm just going to go back to where we started. And Jen, I feel so lucky, lucky that you found LPY, jumped in to do the desk. Thank you to Hannah, your whole family, <laughs> who really has been part of the walls and the space and, you know, the virtual space of LPY too. And the fact that you kept teaching while you broke your ankle, which also yeah. happened during oh, yeah. COVID. Oh, yeah. yeah. It did not stop you. It did not stop you. And I, gosh, I mean, that was like that, those hours that what I taught, like I felt a normal, I didn't feel like I mm -hmm. was broken and I just mm -hmm. got to keep focusing on what I was doing and, you know, and it was so great to have, I had Hannah and Christelle were my models, were my demo people and it was beautiful and it was great because up until that point i mean i don't want to say there's nothing good that came out of my broken angle but up until that point i had been so used to you know teaching either oh where do you oh oh no yeah i was, still here. I was so used to um just teaching at, to at least have some point of live streaming oh where am i we can still hear you can you yeah. still hear me yeah, yep. we can. Oh, okay. You were demoing a lot, right? Because you were live streaming. I was streaming. always demoing because I because yeah. if there was only you know, I don't know. I felt like I had to be in the little box if somebody needed to look up <laughs> and see a body. You know, if they're at home in there anyway. So I was so yes. used to demoing more. So then when I broke my ankle and I just got to sit, and then I was back to looking at all these bodies, and it was yes. just oh my god, it was beautiful. So then because I, I didn't have to worry about my demo people, so then it was just back to this beautiful teaching and it was just you know it was great it was great and it was great to keep teaching um yeah so I'm really glad I was able to I'm glad I'm not I mean, doing that anymore but yeah. <laughs> we're not talking like a broken ankle we're talking like surgery and oh my like, gosh it was wheelchair happening. in the supermarket yeah you yes. yeah oh you are a champion Jen crazy. that's that's for sure. And when you do Crazy. what you love, I mean, it's amazing how easy you made that look too, Jen. You know, I don't know how it was behind the scenes, but from my perspective, I'm like, oh, Jen's going to teach. It's fine. She's fine. She seems fine. <laughs> On her chair. Amazing. Her chair. Molly did that too. Remember Molly? She broke yes. her ankle. She was sitting in a chair teaching. Uh, like we've just, we, we are so blessed. We are lucky to have some of the best. That's for sure. We love what they do and keep sharing what they're learning and what they're going through in a really real, genuine way. Well, so you guys Jen, should be, I just want to say, you should, are we going to talk about teacher training? Because it's so good. <laughs> like, like, you guys have created this amazing teacher training. Like, I'm honored to be a part of it because it's fantastic. And it just keeps getting better and better. Lo is a, a 
a leader among leaders, and I don't think she gets enough credit for it, takes enough credit for it. Um, but she, you know, a long time ago <laughs> created this program. And me and Yolanda had no idea what it took to create a teacher training program. And we were just essentially like, there's dollar signs behind that teacher training program. <laughs> like Lorraine, you create that thing. And, <laughs> and she did um, without us having any idea of what it, what it takes and has graduated so many so many great teachers. So we are lucky for that. Well, we should talk about it another time because it's my favorite way to work. It's really a collaboration and a team effort. And I think, Mm -hmm. Jill, you remember I went into it saying it's not mine. I really want it to belong to the studio. And Mm -hmm. what that meant was that there's room for us to play with it and to figure it out because if it was just mine it felt like too much pressure and if it was belonged to the space and it was the LPY teacher training we could really work on it together as staff so that's what's happened and it continues Mm. to be that elevating one another and I think that could be another topic for another podcast that idea of creating space for everybody to keep rising um, and creating this what we call a super bounce you know one gutsy person jumps with another gutsy person on a trampoline and they both go higher than they ever could have. And it's a little scary, Mm -hmm. right? But you keep going and you keep giving each other that space to keep bouncing and rising and finding your way. And so that's what I think we do with teacher training and why it elevates the people who take it and why the people alongside of me who were once my students are now my teachers and mentors as well. So it's really symbiotic. It's good stuff. Yeah. It's just kind of teacher training, I feel like is, is symbolic of Lexington Power Yoga, of LPY, because it's exactly how you guys frame everything as like collaborators, as supporters, as leaders, all in one, but in this really humble way. And you just allow people enough space to become whatever they want to become, enough space, enough support. And every teacher training is different, but I feel like every time Uh-oh, now we did lose you, Jen. I know, Jen. I'm back <laughs> every time. Oh, no, we lost her. I know. Great. I think our, oh, Jen, oh. we lost you right when you said every time, and then you froze, and I was like, oh, every time what? Oh, no. <laughs> Give me more. Oh. Tell me more. Am I back now? Yeah, yeah. you're fine oh, now. Like, every time there's a teacher training, a new teacher training, like, more great things come out of it, and it might be different, but it's, I feel like it's just, it just keeps on giving and keeps on showing that you guys are all about the good stuff, you know, Yeah. for every, everybody, everyone that walks in the door, whether it's just someone who's coming to do yoga, whether it's someone who wants to work the desk or whether it's someone who wants to take that leap and do teacher training. Yeah, it really is good stuff. Speaking of teacher training. I hate to stop you because this is all about how great we are. (laughs) (laughs) Tonight, teacher training starts. So I've got to figure out a way to get it all. I know. All right. But so it's perfect timing. Thank you for the super bounce. You are the best. You really are. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. Yeah. And so I'll play us out. If you can hear this, it's Mikey Bikes on (laughs) Spotify. He teaches in Woburn at 6 p.m. He's one of our teacher trainee graduates. So, (laughs) yeah, we really are an amazing community of extremely kind, humble people. So thank you, Jen. Thanks, Jill. And until next time.